Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos of Kuf Mem Zayin. We're starting Kuf Mem Vav Amar the third to last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Bishchos Shlomo Ben Nechama. Hashem should continue shining His light upon him. And the Gemara says, Amr Rav Huna, Hamaner Talisa B'Shabbos Chayv Chatas. A person that shakes his talus off from the dust that's on it, he's Chayv Chatas. That's because he's being over the Isra of Melabin. He's cleaning it. Vlaymar, but we only said this El B'Chati. If it's a new talus, Avol Batiki. But if it's old, Less Lamba, then there's no issue. Vlaymar, and we also only said this El B'Ochmi. If it's a black talus, because then shaking the dust off is going to be very beneficial. Avol B'Chiyuri, but if it's white, Vesumki or red, Less Lamba, then there's no issue. Vehuda Kapit Alayu. It also has to be that he's Makbid not to wear it without shaking it off. He visited Pompadisa. He saw that the Rabbanon were shaking off their coats. He said, they're being Mechal Shabbos. Rav Yehuda told his Talmidim, Shake it off in his face, meaning don't pay attention to him. We're not mocking about wearing it, even if it has some dust on it, so there's not a problem to shake it off. He was in front of Rav Yosef. He told him, Please give me my hat. He saw that there was some dew on the hat. and He was hesitant to give it to him. Amrullah, he told him, Nafetz Shadi, you could just shake it off. We're not makbet to wear it if it has the dew on it. Therefore, you're allowed to shake it off and there's no issue. If a person goes out with his garment or his talis, folded up and placed on his shoulders on Shabbos, so he's going to be chai v'chatos. Over here, we're specifically talking about a garment that was more like a cape that draped over his sides and his back, and therefore, if he bunched it up and put it on his shoulders, so he's not wearing it the way that it's normally worn, and that's going to be considered a masui, and he's going to be chai for carrying. We have a brass like this. These people that sell clothing, that go out with their talis, folded up and placed on their shoulder on Shabbos, chai v'chatos, they're going to be chai v'chatos. It's not only the clothing merchants, it's really referring to anyone. It's a normal manner for the merchants to go out like that. That's why we specified them. And a storekeeper. He goes out with his money tied to his pouch, meaning it's tied to him. It's not just a storekeeper. It's referring to anyone that wants to tie his money to his person. Usually the storekeepers would go out like that. It's not considered like he's wearing his money. It's like he's carrying it. And people from this area, they are allowed to go out with this kerchief that's on their shoulders. This was a smaller sort of cape than a talus, and they're allowed to go out with it on their shoulders. It's not just these ratanin. Any person's allowed to go out with it. It was normal for these people to go out with this kerchief around their shoulders. And Amr Rabbi Yehuda, there's a story with Horkinus, the son of Rabbi Lezer and He went with this kerchief on his shoulder on Shabbos. He had tied a thread around his finger so that it doesn't fall off. And when this story came in front of the Chachamim, Amr, they said, Even if he didn't tie the string around his finger, he would still be permitted to go out with it because we said, you're allowed to go out with a kerchief on your shoulders on Shabbos. Even though he didn't tie the thread around his finger, the halacha is that you're allowed to go out with it. He visited the base of Asi Barhini. They asked him, Is a person allowed to make a marzev, literally a gutter, on Shabbos? Amr Lahu, Hachi Amr Rabbi Loi, Asr Lasses Marzav B'Shabbos, you're not allowed to do so on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, My Marzav, what's this gutter that we're referring to? Amr Abzeira, Kisi Bavliyasa, it's Babylonian pockets. Their robes were very long and would drag on the floor, and to prevent the rope from getting dirty, they would fold up the bottom of the robe and make some sort of pocket. So he says, That's Asr. And Rabbi Yirmiya Hava Yasub Kamed Rabzeira, Amr Lay said, Hachi Mai, he folded his garment in a way, and he said, What about this? Amr Lay Asr, it's Asr to do that on Shabbos. He says, Vahachi Mai, and what about this? So Amr Lay Asr, it's Asr to do it that way also. Amr Papa, Nekoit Hai Kolab 
Take hold of this rule in your hand. If someone's bunching up their garment, meaning they want it to stay like this for a long time, then it's usher to do that on Shabbos. Called it nice, but if he's doing it to be nice, meaning to make himself more comfortable, shari, then it's permitted. He would make himself comfortable and nice with his garment, meaning he would tuck his shirt in, he would arrange his robe, and that's just something that's temporary, therefore you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. And Ki Asr of Dimi, Omar, he said, One time Rebbe went out to the field on Shabbos, he had the two ends of its talus placed on his shoulder. This is like the cape that we were talking about, that usually it's worn draped on the sides and the back. However, he took the two sides and placed them on his shoulders, very similar to the way that we wear our talus during davening. Amr Lafan of Yeshua ben Zeres. Yeshua ben Zeres told him, and who was this person? Ben Cham of Meir. He was the son of the father-in-law of Rav Meir, meaning he was Rav Meir's brother-in-law. He told Rebbe, Bezula Chiv Rav Meir Chatas. Rav Meir wouldn't be Mechayv Yuchatas. This is not a normal way to wear it, and it's considered like a Masui. Amr Le, so Rebbe told him back, Diktik Rav Meir Ad Khan. Rav Meir was so exacting that even this is considered a Masui. But nonetheless, Shilsha Rebbe Talisai, Rebbe let the Talis down because he was afraid that he was being over Shabbos. Now, Kiyosa Ravin, he had a different version of the story. Amr, he said, it wasn't Yeshua ben Zeruz, Elo Yeshua ben Kafusayhai, it was him, and he was Chasan Yitzhu Rabbi Kiva, the son-in-law of Rabbi Kiva, Amar, and he told Rabbi, Bezulechiv Rabbi Kiva Chatas, Rabbi Kiva wouldn't be Mechayv Yuchatas, it's considered a Masui. Amar Lai, so Rabbi told him, Diktake Rabbi Kiva Adkan, Rabbi Kiva is so exacting that even this is a Masui, and nonetheless, Shosho Rabbi Talisai. And now a third version of the story, Kiyosu Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Amar, he said it was Nishal Itmar. This was just a question that was asked to Rabbi. What about if a person wears their cloak like this? Would that be an issue? Rabbi said that it's not. And then the response Constant was, wouldn't Reb Meir and Rebbe Kiva be Mechaev Yochatos? And then Rebbe acquiesced and said, even though I think it's a bit exacting to be Mechaev Yochatos, I nonetheless agree to their opinion. And now the Mishnah says, Harechetz Meimara, someone that bathes in Meimara, which is cave water, or Meitaveria, or water of Taveria, which is hot, Vinistapeg, and he dries himself off, Afilab Esar Luntiyas, even with 10 towels, which means every towel only has a little bit of water, Loyevim Biyadai, he's not allowed to carry them in his hand because we're afraid he's going to squeeze them. Aval Asar Beneyadim, Mistapkin Baluntasachas, 10 people are allowed to dry themselves off even with one towel, Pneim Yadem Raglehem, their faces, hands, and feet, Mavin Aisim Biyadan, and they're allowed to even bring it in their hands to their house. Sachin Umamashashin, a person is allowed to anoint himself with oil and massage it into his skin, but he's not allowed to vigorously massage it, he's not allowed to scrape his skin, a person's not allowed to go to the Kordima River on Shabbos, a person's not allowed to make this drink that's going to make him throw up, we're not allowed to straighten the limbs of a katan, we're not allowed to set a broken bone, someone whose hand or foot became dislocated, he's not allowed to massage them with cold water, he's allowed to wash them like he normally would, and if it gets better, then that's okay. Okay. The Gemara says, Ketani, we learned in our Mishnah, Meima'ara, Domi Dmei Tveria, that this cave water is similar to the water from Tveria. Mame Tveria Chamen, just like the water from Tveria is hot, as we know, Chame Tveria. Af Meima'ara Chamen, so too the water that we're talking about that was in the cave is hot water. It was heated up before Shabbos and then placed in the cave so they could retain its heat. And then we continue understanding the Mishnah. It said, Harechetz, one that did bathe, Diyavid in Lechatchila Loi, implying only if he did so, but Diyavid it's okay. But Lechatchila, he's not allowed to go and bathe in this water on Shabbos. Michlal, that implies, Kof that if he wants to wash his entire body by pouring water on himself, even that would be permitted because that's not a normal way to bathe. Money, and who's our Mishnah like? Rav Shimon, it's Rav Shimon. A person is not to wash himself off with cold or hot water. That's Rav Meir's opinion. Rav Shimon Matir, Rav Shimon allows you to do that. Rav Yehuda Imer, he says, in hot water, it's also about, but Sainin Matir, you're allowed to do so with cold water. And now the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah, the ratio of the Mishnah that told us that if a person 
dried himself off, even with 10 towels, is teaching us a cheresh. And the safer that told us that even 10 people are allowed to use one towel is also telling us a cheresh. What's the cheresh of the reisha? That even these 10 towels, they don't have a lot of water in each towel. Since there's only one person that used them, he might end up squeezing them out because there's no one there to remind him not to. The safer of the cheresh of the safer is, even this one towel that has so much water in it because 10 people used it. Since there's many people here, there's 10 people, they're going to remind each other not to squeeze it. A person was allowed to dry himself off with a towel and leave it in the window. We're talking about bathing in cold water in a bathhouse on Shabbos. But he should not give this towel to the bath attendant because they're suspect on that thing, meaning we're afraid that the bathhouse attendant is going to end up squeezing the towel out. He says, He's allowed to dry himself off with a towel and he's allowed to bring it with his hand to his house and we're not afraid he's going to squeeze it. What's the halacha? Our Mishnah says you're not allowed to bring the towel to your house if you're alone and Reb Shimon just told us you are allowed to bring it. Armelia told him, Reb Shimon, we have a memra from all these people that tells us that it's permitted, so therefore it's mutter. Reb Shimon had Amran. We just had this memra from Reb Shimon that tells you you're allowed to bring the towel to your house. Rabbi, the Tanya, we have a brasa on Rabbi. you know made him tayra. It's Reb Shimon b'tekaya. When we would learn Torah with Reb Shimon in the city of Tekaya, hayumalim shemin valuntes mechatzer legag. We would take oil and towels from the chatzer to the roof and megag lekarpef from the roof to the karpef. Acha hayinu magin itzel mayan shayurechtsim by until we got to the spring that we would wash with. So we see that even Rabbi holds that you're allowed to take the towel. With you on Shabbos, Shmuel, the Am Rabbi Hudam or Shmuel, Mestapik on the Malutis, a person's allowed to dry himself with a towel and bring it with his hand to his house. And Rabbi Yechanan, the Am Rabbi Chibaraba, Am Rabbi Yechanan, Halacha, this is the Halacha, Mestapik on the Malutis, so anyone that goes to the Mikvah on Shabbos is allowed to bring his towel back home. And the Gemara says, Does Rabbi Yechanan really say that? From Rabbi Yechanan, he had said, Halacha Kistam Mishnah, the Halacha is like a Stam Mishnah, one that doesn't have a Tana's name attached to it, and we have our Mishnah, Mestapik on the Malutis, if a person dries himself off even with 10 towels, he's not allowed to bring them to his house. The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yechina learns that Mishnah, meaning our Mishnah, like the opinion of Ben Chachinoi, and therefore it's not a Stam Mishnah. And Amr Abchia Baraba, Amr Rabbi Yechina, Ho'ul in the bathhouse attendants, Mevin Balare Nashim Lebebani. They're allowed to bring the women's towels to the bathhouse. These were very large, sheet like towels. Obavachi, Skaz Ben Rosh, and Vruban, as long as they cover their head and most of their body with them, meaning they're wrapping themselves in the towel, it's as if it's a garment. And so therefore, they have to wrap their head and most of their body so it's considered a garment and not a masui. Sechanisa, what about this kerchief that went over the head and shoulders? Tzarech l'kasher bez rosheha lamata. You have to tie the two ends below so that it doesn't fall off. Amr v'chir b'rab, amr v'yechanon, lamata k'miksafayim, you have to tie them below the shoulders. Amr l'hu rav l'bnei mechaizah, rav told l'bnei mechaizah, ki mavrisu mani l'bnei chela, when you bring clothing to the soldiers that are stationed outside the city and it's incumbent upon you to give them their clothing and other things, so when you have to bring them this clothing on Shabbos, so make sure that it goes below your shoulders so it's not considered like a masui and it's like you're wearing it. The Mishnah had said that we're allowed to rub with oil and massage it into the skin. We're doing this to the stomach on Shabbos. Just don't do it the way that you do it during the week. So how should you do it? First rub the oil in and then you can massage the skin because during the week you do it the other way around. He says you should do it simultaneously because during the week you would either first rub it and then massage the skin or vice versa but you would never do it together so therefore on Shabbos be sach and mamashmesh together we had said in the Mishnah of Olemus Amlin we're not allowed to massage vigorously Amr Abba 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 Amr Ab
it is also to stand in the mud or in the bed of the river because it invigorates and it heals the body. The water warms the body and the mud is very salty and that helps the body heal and that would be Asra and Shabbos. And I'm Rav Yehuda Amarav, Kalim Melshel Diyomsis, all the days of the Diyomsis River that it has this therapeutic property to it, Esrim V'echad Yom, it's only 21 days, Vatseras Min Aminyan, and Shavuos is part of this count. And now we're assuming that Shavuos is either at the beginning of the 21 days or at the end. So the Gemara asks, Yibayilhu, Atseras L'hai Gisa, L'hai Gisa, are we talking about Shavuos at the beginning or Shavuos at the end of this count? So the Gemara says, Tashma Ad Amar Shmuel, Kulu Shakiyani, all these healthy drinks, similar to the word shakes, from Pesach till Shavuos, Ma'alu, they're very beneficial. So we're assuming that just like by these healthy drinks, they're beneficial up until Shavuos, so too this river is beneficial 21 days before Shavuos, and Shavuos is the last day. The Gemara says, not necessarily Raya, Dilma Hassan perhaps over there by the drinks, Hu de Kamo de Alma, since the world is still cool, because it's still at the end of the winter, coming into the springtime, Ma'ali, that's why the drinks are beneficial. Avalhachabot over here, Mishum Havlahu, the whole reason why the river is beneficial is because it generates heat, and that's why it heals the person, so Kivin de Chamim Alma Tvei Mali, so therefore, the warmer the world is, it's going to be better for him, so perhaps Shavuos is actually at the start because that's when the world is getting warmer. And the Gemara says, Wine of the area of Frugisa, and the water of this Diyumsis river, they were the ones that removed the ten Shvatim from Yisrael because they got so drawn after these physical pleasures, they ended up getting punished, and now we lost them. Rebbe Lezer ben Arach visited these two places, Frugisa and Diyumsis. He got drawn after these pleasures. He forgot all of his learning. So when he came back, he got up to read from the Torah, meaning he was going to give a Joshua, he wanted to read the Pasuk, that this month should be for you, but Amr, he said instead, was their heart silent? Meaning he mistook the Dalit for a Resh and the Chaf for a Bez, and the Rabbanu realized that he must have forgotten all of his learning. So they begged for mercy for him, and his learning came back to him. And that's why we have a Mishnah, you should exile yourself to a place of Torah, don't say that it's going to come to you, meaning if your Talmudim are in a different place, don't say no, I'm going to live alone and they're going to have to come to me. You have to go to them. Because your friends are going to ensure that it stays with you, meaning that you don't forget your Torah. You guys are always going to be talking and learning, so you guys will remember your learning. And don't rely on your wisdom. Don't say, oh, I know my learning. I'm very smart. You always have to be with friends that are Talmud Chachamim and talking and learning so that you don't forget your learning. And Tana, we learned, his name's not really Rav Nechamia. His name's Rav Nechamia. Some say it was actually Rav Lazar ben Arach, the one that had forgotten his learning. So why do we call him Rebbe Because he lightens the eyes of Chamim with Halacha. And the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah, no scraping on Shabbos. No scraping with a specially designed comb that's meant for scraping. No doing so on Shabbos. If his feet were dirty with mud or with excrement, he's allowed to scrape normally, he doesn't have to be worried. They used to scrape their skin for the healing and therapeutic benefits that it had, but scraping your skin because it has dirt on it is not an issue. And Rosh Mubar Yehuda, Avdala his mother made for him, Megarasa this Kaspa, a silver scraper that was specifically for use only on Shabbos, and therefore it's not considered of the Dechal because he uses a different one on Shabbos than he does during the week. We had said in the Mishnah, Ein Yardin Lekardimo, we're now going to go to this river. The Gemara says, My time, oh, why not? Mishum Pika, because he might slip. It was very, very slippery mud over there, and it was very likely that he was going to slip. His clothing was going to get soaking wet, and then he would want to squeeze it out. Venois and Apiktaviz and Bashabbos, we're now going to make this drink that enables vomiting on Shabbos. We're only talking about if he's going to put an herb inside of it that's going to make him throw up. But if he's going to put his hand inside of his mouth and then he's going to vomit because of that, that's permitted. That has nothing to do with medicine on Shabbos. And so therefore we have no reason to be geyser of shechika samamanim. The Gemara says, 
You're not allowed to even do this during the week. Because you're causing a loss of food, so you're not allowed to make yourself throw up. Because when a person makes himself throw up, so then he doesn't have any more food in his system and he wants to eat more, so that's considered hafsid eichlin. And we had said, no straightening his limbs. The Gemara says, A person is allowed to wrap an infant in order to straighten its limbs. That's permitted to do on Shabbos. The Gemara says, We said in our Mishnah, you're not allowed to do so. The Gemara says, Hasam, our Mishnah is talking about that when he's trying to replace one of the vertebrae of the spine, that looks like building, because like you're building the spine. If we're talking about a child that was just born, Rashi says, we're allowed to do anything necessary for the health of the child. This is talking about an infant that's not so young. One of the vertebrae of his spine popped out, and we want to put it back into place. That's us to do on Shabbos, because that's Mechzi Kibayna. Everyone should have a wonderful day.